1: Listening to season five of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. I'm your host, Molly McElhane. guys today we're doing a movie that if you are a patreon member i thank you so much for being a patreon member by the way you may have already heard me do a mini episode about this movie when i was in charleston with my friend nicole um we sort of ran through this one very um drunk off of street popsicles and today i'm here to do this movie fully for the first time with my friend alvina roman hi girl how are you i'm good how are you Good. You guys, Alvina is maybe a better friend to the pod than you would ever begin to know. Uh, She actually brought in our last week's episode guest, uh, Todd Greenwald. Great friend. I love him. Girl power. And then also (laughs) um, El Ray Dylan. Oh Yeah.
2: Both of them. uh, Todd's been a good friend of mine for probably, I don't even know how many years more, like a mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, Dylan is a client of mine on his music venture. So
1: we've been working with him for about Four years. We love Dylan. We actually got amazing feedback about him, and only like one girl said that it triggered her that he reminded her so much of his like her ex boyfriend. Was her ex boyfriend really smart? Probably. That's his problem. Yeah, you know, I mean, so, like I Ray Ray's him, just too smooth. He's a
2: little just too smart. Sometimes being smart, it kind of hurts you. I said, sometimes just play dumb,
1: but don't let people know how smart you are. Just listen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's better to listen and observe. No, but he's a perfect guest and I can't wait to have him back. But listen, so we're doing Web of Lies because you are my little internet hoe. I love this about you. Yeah, I'm an
2: internet troll, but like a secret one because I, I don't post too much. I just observe.
1: You came up like during sort of the advent of social media. You were working with a lot of different companies. Mm-hmm. I know that you've worked. We won't say anyone's yeah. names, but you've worked with some really big People in this business, yeah. doing sort of a lot of the social media stuff, the networking behind the scenes. I remember when we met, you were like 23. And I was like, so blown away by you. I was like, who is this woman that's like driving Cassie Steele down from the valley, like in her fucking Range Rover or whatever you were driving? It was an <laughs> SUV. So it looked impressive to me. And I was like, who is this person who's doing this? And then to find out that you were a 23 year old girl, I was like, fuck, like, she's really got it together. That's how I always think of you in my mind. You know what's funny is, like,
2: People in the industry are always like, you have it together. You're so well. I'm like, no. And if you go to my family, it's like, I'm the least one not put together. I'm the one that's always late. I'm never in the car on time. I forget things. And it's like, I'm like the train wreck of my family.
1: Maybe on paper, like those little small things where you're like, who runs late? But it's also like, who's fucking running a multi-million dollar company from her cell phone? Like Alvina (laughs) Roman. So I brought you here for Web of Lies because it is about a social media influencer. Yes. Um, probably one of the greatest fake names of any product I've ever heard is in this movie. And we're going to get to that, which I'm so excited about. I also forgot when I was in Charleston, maybe I never really fully registered it. Or if you listen to that episode, maybe you can tell me if I registered it before. This movie takes place in Boston.
2: Yes, it's in your hometown. Yeah.
1: But I don't... Is it like the actual city of boston or is it like they definitely used parts of boston for sure but in it looks like it could be norwood milford medford like it looks like it could even be dorchester or somerville in some parts like they really did a good job of picking a street that looks like it could be in sort of any middle class upper middle class boston so yeah separate. that's what i was
2: looking i was like being like is this like the city of boston is it like the outskirts is it
1: i mean even the city of boston doesn't feel like the city of boston it's always it. like i've only ever up into been to little- boston
2: like the actual city yeah, and, like stayed
1: at a hotel near like the airport, like the Back Bay area, which is yeah, where all the shopping and like kind of fun touristy stuff yeah, is. Exactly. So I want to talk to you about the only guy in one of these movies that I've ever wanted to hook up with, oh, Spencer Neville. He's so hot. That's he's all my notes. So are like, hot. He's so hot. I never am attracted to these guys. You know, but I there's think there's something all... about him. I'm like, oh, every time I
2: saw, I kept all my notes. are like. Well why haven't they kissed? He's so hot. So he's famous. Oh really? What is Well, I don't know if I mean to me he's I looked, famous. I looked him up on Instagram. And he I was, him. um
1: in he's in the new American horror story. Okay. He also did Ozark, which I think was a huge show. Yes, that was big. Days of Our Lives. Huge show. Something called Hashtaggers. I know it. That's an awesomeness TV production. You would you absolutely would know that, yes. And um like a few other things like that. I think he's doing well. He also is in a movie called Roped that was just completed. Let's see what Roped is about. Casper Van Dien is in it. Hmm. Fun. And then our lead is, who's our social media influencer. Her name is (laughs) Whitney, and she's played by Shoshana Bush, who, is she, like, a Bush? No. Are you sure? I looked it up. You did? Yeah. Because, like, isn't it weird that Sophia Bush is a Bush?
2: Oh, I didn't know she was Bush.
1: That's what I'm saying. Did you? How do you know? Well, because
2: I just... Looked her up online, and there was nothing that was interesting that even like registered.
1: She's been in something called Stumptown Men at Work, which was a show, Secret Life of American Teenager. She felt like that to me. Okay, she felt like she came from that sort of world of like, oh yeah, you've done one episode of Men at Work, like, (laughs) which was you know you always have to have your breakout stars in a Lifetime movie. Not everyone's going to be like super famous. I do want to know about Sarah Fisher, who is from Marblehead, Massachusetts. She plays Megan, the sister. So you think she was a local hire? I don't think she was a local hire. She looks like she really acts. And she's been in... You know what, though? She could be something, because she was also in Ted. She was in Here Comes she was the a, Boom. She's a pretty big... She was in I Feel Pretty. So, I mean, but, like, Ted is a Boston movie.
2: They are all working actors and actresses.
1: They are. But I think she might have, like, some mainstream legitimacy I'm not sure Mm -hmm. but good for her she was really great in this movie so this movie is basically all about what happens when you open up an internet account and you're a social media influencer and you're gonna have to sort of play along a little bit here because we all know how this stuff works This is not what being a social media influencer is like, and there's so many questions. I have
2: so much to say. I'm dying
1: to know about your thoughts about the agent and everything else. We're gonna get into. uh, We're gonna get into her. So let's just start by saying that we open up on the most peaceful image in all of society, which is the Mar Vista logo. Yes, I love it. I wish that Todd and I had paid more attention if we had done a Mar Vista Mm -hmm. film when he came, because when we had a meeting there, I was more excited for. That then meeting at HBO, the meeting at whatever like this. It was like, Todd, we've made it. Yeah. We're in the home of Lemonade Heads or whatever the fuck it's called. Like we're in like the house of where bad TV movies are made. And I'm meant to thrive here.
2: You know, what's funny is I watch a ton of Lifetime movies with my grandma. That's kind of what we do when I go back home and I watch them with my uncle. And they were just venting about, over the holidays, how they hate all the new movies because it's all about, like, networking and social media. And my grandma's, like, 83, so she doesn't understand it. Right. So she's like, oh, these are the worst. I don't want to watch it. Because I was like, do you want to watch this with me? And she's like, no.
1: I will be honest and say that a note that I always hate in, like, this business is when people are like, you know, internet doesn't play well to screen. And... This was the first movie where I was like, "Okay, that's true <laughs> because there wasn't a lot of good action, and there was so much room for good action here, and there was so much room for good scares, like there are other movies that have done the internet very well. Starving in suburbia still stands out to me. you know what was a good one too is that cyberbullying movie, oh, with Emily Osment or whatever yeah yeah i've only I've seen that through like Trying to fall asleep to something on okay. Netflix that might soothe me. Got it. Not really for me. I did think though as a backup for you in case mm. you didn't want to do this, maybe "Sorority Wars" with Lucy Hale, which oh, isn't. It's an ABC Family movie that got acquired by Lifetime. Okay they play it on the on the network. I'd like to know from you guys out there, do you consider that to be lifetimey enough? Because...
2: If it's shown on a Saturday night, then... I, I would... mean,
1: I could fuck up. I've seen that movie, Sorority Wars. Oh. I've seen it over 200 times. I fell asleep to oh, it then every night for you. a calendar year. It oh, was well. disgusting. Okay. I had a friend that I shared a Netflix account with and, like, when that movie started popping back up into You're rotation... Like You're one of those Netflix, like,
2: memes that said, did you watch this show or movie this amount of times?
1: I think that's so rude when they do that. And, like, yes it is because i watch sorority wars so much but like i also (laughs) am just like low-key just be glad someone's using your service i know when they're calling people out look like that's that's yeah they do it anonymously where Uh, they'll be like and spotify does it too like so and so listen to whatever song there was one person that listened to your song on repeat for three days and it's like well don't read the fuck out of someone like that spotify (laughs) like i'm just trying to like get through my breakup like Jesus Christ, you know, um, I don't really understand the point of that. It's like, this is why I don't trust you with my data. Like you're even privately humiliating me. Like you and I know it's <laughs> me, imagine Netflix. If it was you, we though. know it's like me.
2: imagine though you're like driving and or in your Uber and you see like a billboard and it's like so and so watch sorority wars this many times.
1: I can drive, by the way, I'll be. I know you can, but you just never drive anymore. I
2: know you're capable of driving. You just don't have your license. You haven't renewed it. I have
1: to renew my license. And now, snafu, you guys, my car just got recalled. And now I'm terrified of it. It means nothing. No, it does. Because I've had issues with it. The light's popping up since I bought it. Like, literally since I took it off the lot. I know you're like, eh. But when you pay $27,000 I... $27, for a car, like, you're outright, pretty much, you want to see that thing turn on seamlessly.
2: I don't know. Like, I have a car, and sometimes the low tire air goes on, and I'll just no. drive it. And, you know, you think
1: I'm bitching about sometimes a low tire? No, this is like the fucking this, oil's always out, the lights are always on, and then I go pull into the place, and they're like, oh, no, it's fine. You, need you to just get hit a Get an American bump. made
2: car. That's what my grandpa would tell you. Get an American made car. If you didn't have these problems.
1: Wow. <sighs> wow, grandpa. What yeah. the fuck? So let's go straight into the good stuff after the Mar Vista logo. Well, whatever good could come after that. So we see images of a haunted, evil-looking den. Right away, you see it, you know something's wrong. There's little dolls in there.
2: Kind of remind you of little Pretty Little Liars.
1: Yeah, very Pretty Little Liars, very A-layer. I love that we're going there. You guys, if all those Pretty Little Liars fans out there who've been waiting for this episode, I have someone to relate to. It's like,
2: no, but it's also very
1: you Oh, the show you, not me. No, the show you. Oh, yeah. You know, dude, I cannot get through the first like four episodes just because I feel like I know what happens. Same thing with 13 (sighs) Reasons Why. Ready. Like, yeah, by I, episode reasons, six, I was like, like, I know she's going to pass away, dog. Like, that's the whole point of this my show. two reasons
2: why, like, I just can't, like, those, she was too weak. She was, it's just not for me, you know?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm going to step not. away from that commentary. <laughs> no, but, like, it was just the portrayal <laughs> of it,
2: and it's not showing, like, these kids are so, kids are dumb. And it's like, they're watching this, and I, I watched two episodes. I'm like, oh, okay, I get it why there's all these Facebook groups against it. Like, I 100% understand it.
1: But I know, don't know. I you? would say that the last two tapes just bored me. And mm-hmm. so and and I'm saying I know I will like you. I okay. did say to my friend Christina the other day, that's like the punishment, I think, for us as a society of having streaming shows is that we're like, give me the next episode. Just get to the point, get to the end. Mm-hmm. My friends have already spoiled it on Twitter. I know this guy's going to be a psycho. Did you
2: watch episode, season one? Or, or, I'm,
1: I'm four episodes into season one and I've been okay, watching so it for a year.
2: Season two, you'll never get into it then
1: well, can I just finish season one slowly but surely? Hmm. Everyone's so hot for so season this, two. this is
2: kind of like season, like you. But it's because there's nothing else to watch. There's no euphoria on. There's nothing. Winter break, what are you doing? Watching t- you.
1: But is that what this guy does in you? Is he has like a basement full of pictures of a girl? Kind of, yeah. But it's like, Okay.
2: I don't want to give some spoiler alert. So
1: we're going through this creepy little downstairs den, and then all of a sudden we see this, this pop up on a computer it's a comment on a girl named love whitney and it's like hi whitney so then we go to the title web of lies totally normal title we're fine with it then we cut to the city scenes of a cloudy day there's people commuting all over massachusetts a woman named whitney is sitting in her car reading her instagram comments and she's very much someone who lives in her own world from an initial impression Like she's sort of missing all the traffic that's going on around her. You know, her sister's really Her sister's literally sitting behind the wheel. She's handed a lot of responsibility over to her. So we find out it's Whitney's move in day. She's moving back from LA. Megan, her sister reminds the movers that there's a spreadsheet for all of the boxes and where things should go in the house. She personally doesn't care, but her sister's a little anal. She also asked for the details on a muscular mover that they have. Um, she wants to know if he's single. What's his deal? While her sister is having this conversation, Whitney notices some creepy comments on her Insta, and she's distracted a moment later when a towny bro pulls up next to them and is rocking out in his car. Yeah, he's
2: playing the air drums, and she's like, and they're, they're making fun of him. Kind of. They like look at each other and like, oh. she's
1: like, welcome home. And I'm sitting here like, <laughs> dude, first of all, like that is not a, a classic townie move would be some guy just like yelling to his boy down the street. That's yes. some Boston shit.
2: That's like any Uber driver <laughs> jamming out in
1: your car like that is far more L.A. than it is Boston. And then what
2: about when she's like, uh, you got everything that I needed. My manager set everything that I need for this move in my Excel sheets. It's like they never, never even talk about that after that, though.
1: Right. I think they were just trying to be like, she's, she's high profile. Well, also, she's organized. She's on top of everything. Like, yeah. I, I would never expect a mover. One time I had. I paid for movers to pack my boxes for me, and I will never do that again. It's been five years. I still don't know where fucking anything is, and I've accumulated more stuff in the process of trying to find those things. It's a nightmare. So I I appreciate her efforts, but I think it was sort of wasted. So they get to the nice little house. Again, it looks like it could be kind of anywhere in like upper middle to upper middle class Massachusetts. Her sister tells her that it's going to be a great new start for the both of them. So right as Whitney's about to walk into the house, she spots this hot guy who is actually genuinely hot. Oh,
2: he's great. He's not lifetime hot either. He's like real hot. He's
1: really hot. And like, I mean, how many times, Sammy? How many times have I sat here and been like, "This guy's fucking hot"? Almost never.
2: They're always like disgusting. They're like LA fives always.
1: Yeah, yeah. This
2: guy's like, oh, okay.
1: Well, it's definitely heavy, like, Seventh Heaven romantic interest vibes from a lot of these guys. Do you remember
2: the hot guy from Seventh Heaven that had a baby?
1: Oh, um, Andrew Keegan. He started his own religion.
2: Oh, good for him.
1: In Santa Monica, and they got busted for having kombucha. They gave him a liquor license violation.
2: Or who was the other guy that was on the show, too, and that played Jessica Bale's boyfriend? He was hot too. And he was kinda tan. He was that in, was I'll, Andrew Keegan. No, there was another guy she dated, and he was in that show I'll Be Home For or in that movie I'll Be Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. you remember him?
1: That's Andrew Keegan. No, it's not. Well then you look it up. I will. <laughs> so anyway, inside the beautiful house, Whitney notices that the home feels the same as ever. It is so true about these old Boston homes. I'm sure everyone feels that way when they return home, but there's something so Innately historical about Boston, that when you walk into an old house in Boston, you're like, "I'm fucking home, bitch." I know what this is. We know that she's planning a career in the online world. She can still influence from anywhere, basically. That's what we're starting to learn about this whole thing because she gets a call from L.A. from her manager, Maya. Let's hear this call: three forty-five to four forty-two. Hi, Maya. What's up? Lynn?
3: Tell your manager to buzz off. She's ruining this moment. Does Megan not realize that she's on speakerphone? How's my Instagram star doing?
4: (laughs) Well, we're here. There's a bunch of boxes we still have to unpack. Sounds great. Uh, Wanted to give you a heads up. The Coyander people moved your photo shoot to Thursday. I updated your calendar and emailed you a new itinerary. Thanks. Am I seeing you at the housewarming party tomorrow night? There's gonna be Tons of social media influencers from Boston, and plenty of them are going to need some representation, so you better not bail. Of course I'll be there. And I'm bringing you a very special housewarming gift that I think you'll like. You cannot tease me like that. You know I hate surprises.
5: See you tomorrow. Trust to impress, please. Bye.
1: That gap between I'm bringing a surprise for you and yeah, you but, cannot surprise me like that. Like, what was you could watch the character trying to remember her line? Oh, I, they could have did a better take. Or you know what? I bet it was they were phone acting mm-hmm. like that actress yeah. was not really on the phone. So she was just waiting too long. And it cut weird. Okay.
2: The hardest thing for me at that moment was those was two things. So when she said, tell your manager to buzz off, I relate to that because most of the time when I call my client, their sibling or someone will be like, oh, my God, tell Vina to fuck off, but not buzz off. Be like, tell your caller back later because everything I always need to call my client, it's urgent. I need now. Okay. Other thing is she's an influencer. Why is she dressed like that? Influencers don't dress like that. Like where does she get her clothes at?
1: Kohl's? Okay, so let's go through. So she's wearing like, I understood it. (laughs) <laughs> I understood it. I to me, she, her style reminded me a lot of Stasi from Vanderpump Rules, where it's like she has this like pale blue silk cami and sort of like a flowy. Like I kind of I I she get dresses, what they're like, going my, for. My sister
2: dresses and she's like a mom and has two kids.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that that's like Lifetime's aversion of doing cool but not quote unquote slutty. Okay. Like, I think that they wanted to keep her very Lauren Conrad, very wholesome, but it doesn't read like because yeah. they don't have that. There's no richness to it. You know what I mean? They're not borrowing coach. Well, yeah, there's jackets no. for the day and a headband, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I do want to talk about the and fact, then Why
2: is her manager coming all the way from L.A.? There you go. For this housewarming party. Like, That's what I, I love I my clients, but I will never fly for a housewarming party unless like, I don't know, like. But if my client's moving to Boston, like, I just, like, now. So. And influ- there's going to be a ton of influencers that are going to need representation. I have clients. Not a single one of them would ever want me to sign another client. Right. Do you want your manager or agent to have more clients?
1: I am nice if someone asks me to reach out. If At my discretion, I'll mm-hmm. be nice. But I also expect my manager to use his discretion as well. Okay. And know that I'm reaching out probably because someone asked me to. Okay. Oh, yeah, But. I'll t- like And also at the end of the day, I'm an idiot and I have a very much more the merrier type of thought process where most people do not. No. And so that's like my own fault, my naivete. But I was thinking the exact same thing. Like if I moved back east, I would have to be in such a good financial position that I would know that my manager and agent would be like, you're fine. Like you can live there and do your job. Exactly. Whatever. But- For most agents, when you leave L.A., that's like a sign of defeat. And granted, our star has a pretty good reason for moving home. You can technically influence from anywhere. It is important to have influencers all over the world because it can't every not every Instagram picture can look the same. But still, unless Whitney is bringing her in millions of dollars a year, which we know she's not because of something that comes up later. There's no reason why an agent would ever fly to Boston Mm -hmm. to the sticks to go visit some girl who's having a house party with allegedly other influencers. Like, where would you get these? Is there like an influencer Facebook group that you're like, hey, guys, I'm an influencer in town. Come to my house. It sounds I mean, that's what it seems like because she talks about this whole sort of fake world that she's in. But I'm also like, "Well, well, then. But there's always a grounding connection within that fake world. Yeah. You know, like maybe all the other people are a little bit more fake or tangential or of convenience, but you always have one friend that holds you down unless something's wrong with you. So there's that. But Megan surprises her, um, her sister, by showing her her dad's chair that's up in the office. They saved the... can we talk about, wait, that they panel
2: to like a family photo. So then we know like mom and dad are dead. Yeah, see that Like she she just stops. It's a one photo.
1: No, you're right. That picture is important because it will come up later. But the sister like is basically like it's been a long time, huh? They'd be so proud of us. Yeah, I missed it here. And so they're obviously in this reminiscing mood. We're establishing sort of that Megan is the sister that stayed behind. Yeah. I always assume Megan was the older sister Me throughout too. this movie. But for we sure. Find out later, at the very end, that she's the younger sister. But Megan has uh, surprised her sister with their dad's chair. The sister was like, You held on to this? And it's like, Dude, that is like dad's favorite chair. Like, mm-hmm. that would be psycho if your sister threw that out without telling you. They have this whole illustrious history but, okay. of being jealous of who gets to sit, sit in, the in the chair. Good.
2: But my question is if that's their family home. Right. That they moved into. So out of everything, they were like, fuck it. Let's get rid of all of mom and dad's shit besides this picture and this chair. And this one box.
1: I think most of the furniture in the home is still there. No, it's not. When they move in, it's like basically what's so in the beginning.
2: It's like all empty. Like it's that's the only thing they kept was the chair and the box.
1: And I'm going to choose to believe that that was a set dressing issue. Okay. Because I refuse to believe that these girls bought a house full of like sort of worn looking furniture, like (laughs) during for the party scene. You know what I mean? Like I'm assuming that somehow they must have. The house is very empty too, so it's very Boston. Very tall ceilings, very like airy. Okay, you know, like it's not those homes aren't as like. They're warm inside when everything's like cheered up and warm, but they're also just like big... But if their
2: parents died, wouldn't like all their stuff still be there?
1: I think their stuff was supposed to be there, but that was some sort of like... Okay, got it. Error. Okay. That it looked so sparse in the living room. I think that that was a mistake. Because okay. they were just trying to show all the boxes. But in doing that, what they also did was they erased all the furniture. <laughs> Got it. And then all of a sudden we're at a party and these girls have a fully furnished home. Got it. Right. But she kept the seat. She kept a bunch of the yearbooks. Mm-hmm. They're sort of reminiscing about how things were back in the day. And um, they're ready to make some new memories. So Megan tells Whitney, you know what? We should travel. We should make some new memories. Mm-hmm. And Whitney is like, listen, I want to work my ass off, make some connections on the East coast, grow my brand out and save for my kids college fund. And she's like, you don't even have kids. And she's like, no, my two hypothetical kids I'm saving for their college fund. And I find it very interesting at this moment. I start to question Megan right away because Megan's like, I'll quit my job. We'll go on vacation. And it's, I mean, you know from working with so many people that when someone starts to make money, their whole family starts to think they make money. So right yeah. <laughs> away, my brain starts to give this movie a lot of credit. Yeah. And I'm like, up. Oh, the family's getting greedy. Like, yeah. they, they feel entitled they think to a she's piece rich. of her pie.
2: Yeah. They think she's rich because she has Instagram followers.
1: Yeah. And she
2: also... But she's like, has issues too. Like, I'm going to move and expand my brand. And it's like... First of all, I am tr- I still can't figure out what kind of influencer she is. Right. I'm like, what what is your specialty? Are you a makeup blogger or are you a DIYer? Do you make slime? There's so many different... You have to be like a specific influencer. Like, what is her vertical?
1: I think she is... I think what they're t- trying to tell us is a vertical, which we know isn't, is like Lauren Conrad. Like, I really think that <laughs> Lauren Conrad... Basic white girl. 100% beige. Like, just, you know, this is a lip gloss. This is vegan. Mm. Sometimes I do this okay. like that is 100 percent who she's supposed to be. So um, Whitney says that she thinks that um, she should go talk to the new neighbor outside. His name's Mike. She said maybe we should warn him about the party we're having tomorrow. It's going to be a rager. Yeah. And Megan's like, I think he's single. He's pretty cute. He moved across the street to be with his mom, who's basically an invalid. And she was like, oh, yeah, I saw him bringing in a woman who looked barely conscious. Okay, that's really sweet of him. Like, So they've decided that a good way to go talk to him is to go tell him about the party. So Whitney's making a little video for her followers, a little check-in vlog, and then um, there's a doorbell. Dang dong. It's Mike, 729 to 1030.
4: Okay, so I know you guys are sick and tired of me talking about my move home to Boston. And I know, I know, I know, I've been totally oversharing, but... I'm finally here! Yay! <laughs> I'm gonna be working with local boutiques and shooting with local photographers and I just can't wait to show you what's next. <laughs> oh,
6: <Ow>. hi. <laughs> hi, I wanted to come over and say hello. I'm Mike. Vincent. I'm
4: Whitney.
6: Sadler. Yeah, yeah, I saw you pull up this morning. Not that I was watching you. That, that kind of <laughs> sounded weird. Um, nothing creepy. OK, uh, you need any help with anything? Furniture or TVs? Oh,
4: God, no, no, I wouldn't impose.
6: No, it wouldn't be a problem. I work at the hardware store. I do home repair stuff on the side. Good to know. <laughs> yeah.
4: I was actually gonna tell you that I'm, I'm having a party tomorrow. Tomorrow night, it's a housewarming thing and I didn't want to disturb you and your...
6: My mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kathy. Uh, no, no, don't, don't worry about us. The, the noise won't bother us, especially not her. She, she hasn't been doing so well lately. Sorry. But, no, it's, plus it'll bring some excitement to the block. That'll be fun.
4: Oh, I don't know if i will get any excitement. I, uh, I actually grew up here, in this house. Really? Yeah.
6: What brought you back?
4: Um, new beginnings, I guess.
6: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
4: You know, if you wanted, you could swing by the party tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of people here. A lot of social media influencers, if that's your sort of thing.
6: No, not too much, to be honest. I don't really keep up with the Facebook or Insta-tweet. <laughs> Insta-tweet? The Vine. The Vine, I
4: no, uh, Well, it used to be. Yeah. That's really nice you're disconnected from that world. I live in it because it's my job, and it's... It's exhausting.
6: Seems that way. I should get back. Okay. Uh,
4: I'll see you at the party tomorrow.
6: I wouldn't miss it.
4: Nice to meet you, Mike.
1: He looks like he's a Leo. Like, he looks like he's trouble and that he loves to fuck. You know what I mean? Right away. He's
2: just like hot. He he just has like, I think he's one of those guys that'll have chemistry with like anybody. Exactly. I think it's like. Because she just didn't bring it to the, like that scene. She was very, her delivery was just not there, but his was like, okay, he's a good guy. It's on. Even though, like,
1: yeah, just, he he had his eyes. Yeah. And his smile. And he also was doing a little bit of like light lip biting. Mm -hmm. Like he definitely, you were seeing that. He works at a hardware store, like so he's good with his hands. Mm-hmm. But we have to say, as much as that used to be a very attractive thing, like I would say 10 years ago, it would have been ideal for me to date a guy that's like, Twitter, no way. Like, I don't do that. Facebook, no way. But you have nothing in yeah, you can't. But at this point in my life, like, if there's a guy that doesn't even act like social media is a thing, I'm like, you're weird. Yeah. Like, or you're lying. Yeah, that's true.
2: That's true. The Insta tweet, like, oh, oh, that's so funny. It's like, come on. We My do. My grandma knows what Twitter is. She knows what Insta- Snapchat is. Like, and she she has a flip phone, and she knows all those things.
1: I think it it gave it away when he said Vine, because I was like, so you know Vine, but we're post Vine, because like Vine, you could have blinked and you missed it, yeah. you know. But he he just he's heard of Vine. I think I think the man's guilty, Your Honor. Yeah. Okay. so Whitney sleeps in her bed, but she wakes up when she gets a message that says, Whitney, you look so pretty when you sleep. She calls Meg, but no one answers. So she creeps towards the hallway, of course, doesn't turn a fucking light on, starts Mm -hmm. being like, hello, hello. Mm -hmm. I never understand why people say hello in a normal speaking voice when calling into an empty house.
2: I don't get it either. It drives me nuts. And I wouldn't go look for it. I'm like, you know what, let it come to my room. They want to come get me. They can come to my room. I'm not gonna go and try to like save my house or anything. As long as my dogs are with me, I'm
1: not gonna No. First things first, you even the playing field and you turn the fucking lights on.
2: (laughs) Okay. So this is what I noticed when she's walking down the stairs. Did you notice how bright it was?
1: It's the outside streetlights coming in, yeah. It was so bright though. Like yeah. you could tell they
2: put like a tarp and they tried to make it look night. It was just so bright when she was like the contrast just wasn't there.
1: No, I know. It actually to me I did buy it though it was like it being a bright street light through one of the glass okay, front doors my, that they have here's in Boston. My thing is- Why does she have her notifications on? That makes no sense.
2: And only for that person. It's like, oh, let me have my notifications on my phone. If you're a real influencer, your notifications are off because your phone would just be out of control crazy. Right. So that's one part. I'm like, okay, her post notifications are from just one person. Okay.
1: Another case against Whitney. So she finally gets down to the kitchen and she says, hello. And then all of a sudden we hear the sound of static and electricity which at first sounds like some sort of clue that something's about to happen, but they just use that effect sort of throughout the music, I guess, to make it feel more cyber. It's Megan downstairs listening to music on her headphones. She said she's up because she wanted a snack. And then we hear like from the a door closing on the other side of the house. And she goes, huh, I must have forgotten to shut the door when I got home. That bugged me because I'm like, you two idiots are running around in this big house by yourself. Let's not have accidents like that and be so casual about it. Just go make sure the door is locked. Right. But whatever. If they weren't idiots, we wouldn't have a movie. So (laughs) Megan's like, go to bed, scaredy cat. So I will also say one thing that you forget about living in these houses when you don't live in them anymore is on the East coast in particular, the houses settle in a way that all night long there's like creaks and cracks. And you think there's people like walking all over your house there's that too. I just wanted to throw that out there. She vlogs about a new lip a new lip whip, that's what she calls it that she's obsessed with. It's gluten-free, vegan, organic and perfect. Ugh,
2: that just that whole scene I'm just like, "Oh god." It, well, Go back to LA. It's also
1: like, who are you playing to? Like I felt the same way so, when she was doing that little like update, I know I overshare, like cuz after at the end of it, she turns off her video and she just puts her hands down by her side while she's waiting for the doorbell to ring and I'm like this girl is like so type A. Why doesn't she have anything to do after sending this phone? Or are they trying to, to this video? Or are they trying to send us a message that like she's really bored? I didn't under I, that I don't didn't under, line up. I
2: couldn't understand that either. That's what I'm like, what kind of blogger is she? Or, or I'm sorry, we don't call them bloggers anymore. Influencer. What is she like? I just I couldn't. I just don't like Whitney.
1: Yeah, not a fan. So we go to her party that night at the house. Pretty people stand around taking pictures and looking at their phones. Whitney pours herself a glass of wine in the kitchen when Maya comes up behind her. Now, Maya is basically dressed like she is a mom on her daughter's graduation (sighs) night and she just rented out Bootsy Bellows. Like, she looks like she's ready. Not
2: even Bootsy Bellows. I don't even know. That outfit is the worst outfit. Like,
1: Okay. It's very OC housewives goes to an LA club. Like Okay, all right. Which by the way, I forgot that in Boston, we really do dress like this in the winter. Like bitches be coming out in like that's the it. strapless dress um, or whatever. That's
2: everywhere. I my neighbors In
1: like in 20 degree snowy weather,
2: my na- my two neighbors, they're these two girls. I can't figure out if they're influencers or not. I don't know their names. This is LA. We don't know our neighbors' names. And I will see them and it's 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 been getting cold in LA. We're like at 45, 50 and they're in no jacket, short dresses and they're outside waiting for their Uber. They're like, "It's so cold." I'm like, "Put on a fucking jacket."
1: Girl, we used to go fucking tight free mm-hmm. nylon free in in a foot and a half of snow to a party with heels on. Like just shivering in our little (laughs) coats, like on the way to a party. Like I forgot because when I first saw this, I was like, No way in Boston. And then I was like, No, a hoe never gets cold. Like you have to show up to a party. Hoes don't get cold. So let's play this little clip. Just finding out. Let's let's take a guess, you guys. How much money can Whitney be making if she's going to fly from LA to Boston to attend a house party? Really? Let's play thirteen twenty five to sixteen
4: forty six. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs>
1: love the place. It's a little far from LA, but. <laughs> oh. Okay.
4: No,
5: come on.
4: Lucas!
5: <laughs> <laughs> Whitney! What
4: are you doing here?
5: Hey, look at you. Wow. <laughs> I told you
4: I had a surprise wow. for you. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Surprise.
5: Maya and I have been cooking up something so special, and I know you're gonna love it, but I wanna.
4: Oh, God, sorry. Uh, Lucas, this is my sister, Megan.
5: Megan, well, nice to meet you.
4: As Lucas was saying, he and I have been talking
3: for the past couple weeks, and I think you'll find he has a very interesting proposal.
5: I got the endorsement deal with H2 Almond, the new almond water.
4: That's huge. They were a top seller in the market last year.
5: That's right, and they want me to headline their new online ad campaign.
4: That's amazing.
5: It is, but they want to pair me with someone, like a female counterpart. I don't know, but I recommended you. Me? <laughs> yeah, look, I know, I know sponsored <laughs> content isn't necessarily very cool, but it is an easy way to make a ton of money, and, you know, I'm just a big fan of your work.
3: That's unbelievably kind. And just to be clear, it is an unbelievable
5: amount of money.
3: <laughs> this sounds like something we should celebrate, a toast to h There we go. Can I get you a beer? or no, wine no.
2: Or-
5: I don't drink, but thank you. <laughs> so, what do you say, Whitney? Can I think about it? Oh, yeah, of course. No, that's fine. I, I get it. They're probably going to want to something sooner than later, though, so. Okay.
4: Uh, tomorrow night, are you free? We can grab a drink or dinner. Let's grab dinner.
5: Dinner. Right, <laughs> yeah. No, I can do dinner. Dinner's perfect. I'm Gotta take this. Excellent. All right, it's Lucas.
3: What was that? Lucas has 8.8
4: million followers. He can open all sorts of doors for you. Landing on his feet alone can double your impact. It's a huge move. I know it would do a lot for my brand, but it's just a whole other level of exposure. And that is a good thing. Whitney, I
3: I get that you have had some issues. Those weren't issues. She had
4: stalkers in LA.
3: I have seen plenty like them. They're just trolls.
4: Quiet. This wasn't just a troll. This guy found out where I lived and then took photographs of me in my apartment.
3: Great. I'm sorry. Whitney, you know that I just want what's best for you, but you have already moved 3,000 miles east of Relevant for a fresh start. I just don't want to see you miss out on an opportunity like this one because of some troll living in his mom's basement. Especially now that you have moved all the way across the country. I know,
1: I
4: know.
3: What I mean, you've been really blessed in this life but one of these days you're gonna lose something awesome because you were too scared to leap before you look i believe in your instincts i do i'm gonna go get another drink she's not wrong
2: This scene is, it just, okay. So First, can I just comment on the sister's outfit? Yes. She's wearing a crop top, leather jacket. Looks like her hair wasn't washed. It's ridiculous. Like, you wouldn't
1: let your friend out of the house like that, let alone be like, yeah, be in a movie. And then why is this guy showing up in a suit? He has a coat on So it. let's get into Lucas. So okay. Lucas is played by Lance A. Williams. I'm getting big theater energy from him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's sort of on that vibration level where you're just like, is he gay? Is he yeah. theater? I don't know. Maybe it's both. He also gives me a little bit of a Jesse Smollett vibe. Do you see what oh, I mean? I like exactly. when he was on Empire, when yeah, he yeah. was a credible actor, like he has a little bit of that vibe as well. <laughs> H2 Almond is literally perfect. Like, I always come up against major issues with these movies and, like, the things that they wind up sticking to. H2 Almond is actually fucking iconic. I feel like if they spent most of their time writing this movie working on H2 Almond, it was worth it. Yeah. That's I mean, it's perfect. I don't know what Whitney was doing to earn money if she wasn't doing sponsored content. That's
2: OK. That's what I was trying to figure out, too. And the fact that her manager is pushing on someone that has eight point eight million followers on her too, like what it can do for her brand. But what is her brand? That's what I can't figure. Right. Out. And you said, like, obviously, basic white girl is her brand, you know, or what is it called? Uh, Christian Christian Autumn Girl.
1: Oh, is that what Oh my god, that is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Is that what that's called now? Christian Autumn Autumn Girl.
2: Haven't you seen like the pictures? No, I mean
1: I've never heard it put that way, but like yes, it conjures up a very specific image of like a blonde Mormon girl in leaves with like her PSL and uh some Uggs. Yeah. Yeah, Or
2: Michael Kors purse. Mm -hmm whole thing
1: we have to stand yeah okay
2: so that's that's what her brand is we're gonna go by
1: it's absolutely wild to me that this influencer flew to boston to entice her to share a sponsorship with him well we'll see that a bit later where he has a shoot tomorrow too so well we will get to that but i'm just saying that like the whole premise that maya has flew this man across the country to engage with her about a business deal as a surprise like no manager would, would be it? like, Let's just dry run this. Let's, Let's see how she's manager. gonna handle it. Let's Come- just say that. She's not well, a good manager.
2: Well she's pushing uh like she's pushing someone with eight point eight million followers. If I told my client, like, well, this person has eight point eight million followers, my clients would be like, Well go fuck yourself and why don't you go manage them? Because I'm not dealing with that.
1: Like they just would not If I was the manager, I wouldn't even have gotten on the plane if I didn't know she was gonna say yes. Yeah, like especially with this girl seemingly where the fuck is her revenue coming from? She's not doing sponsorships. But I started to realize like, oh, maybe Maya is really hard up maybe she's like super desperate and Whitney is all she has. And so she's just like trying to pull these strings and make something happen True, it could be her own out life. of thin air, you know, because it, it does seem like it's very much out of thin air. I wrote that I don't think in this scene that Megan has her sister's best interest at heart. I think she will come out supportive. This is what I wrote in my notes. But right now I'm seeing a lot of her looking for a free vacation, higher profile stuff. Very interesting when Lucas said he doesn't drink. The way that Megan, Whitney's sister, offered him a drink when she was like can I get you a beer or something the way he looked at everyone he's like no thank you I don't drink and then he looked at everyone in the room like this guy huh Like this (laughs) offering me a fucking drink at a party can you imagine and I just wrote in my notes like if his sobriety doesn't wind up being a thing I don't know what I'm gonna do because when someone expects everyone in a room to know they're not drinking that they don't drink I expect them to historically have a huge issue with alcohol or Their dad died very young and everyone knows this is a part of their story or this, that, or the other thing. The last thing I expected was for this to just be sort of such an offensive thing, but yet not apparently that offensive. I don't know. Why are we supposed to know about Lucas? Well, there's no answer to that question.
0: So there's this kind of weird dude at the
1: party who's staring at the family picture of them. He's, you know, I'm I'm bookmarking him visually right now. Mike comes over with flowers for the party, and Whitney offers him a drink. Mike and Whitney are having a conversation at the piano later. They're really hitting it off. They take a selfie together. And then, we and then cut she two. posts it. She does post it. So that's when you know
2: she doesn't have a brand, because no influencer would post anybody up on their feed, Their their story, like nothing. That's just... Not even edited, no Facetune, no filters. Like,
1: Yeah. And this was only 2018 that this was made. This, yeah, this isn't, isn't like, like...
2: This isn't 16. This is 18. 18, we have Facetune 2 already.
1: You, yeah, you have to know 16 is a big year on the curve. You yeah. know what I mean? If it was 16, maybe I could buy that. Me too. Um, so now they're talking on the stairs a little bit later. He's got his arm around her. She tells him that between them, she hates these kind of parties. Huh. She has to do these kind of things for work, but she's not that into it. It's not real. So then Maya rushes over and tells Whitney that the sink has exploded and it's blowing water everywhere. Mike, Mike is immediately up. He's to the rescue. Don't even say another word. Whitney gets a message on her phone that says the red dress is stunning. Yes. Suddenly she realizes how many people are there that she doesn't know. And she starts looking around and like every single guy that passes in her view all of a sudden is making really intense eye contact with her. It's really sinking in with her that she doesn't know any of these new people that are in her house. which. Listen, I also want to say Maya is really tone deaf to the whole stalker thing. She has literally pushed that aside three times in that conversation where she was like, no, you don't understand. A man was in my house taking photos of me. And she's like, listen, at the end of the day, you can't let these trolls in their mom's basement. And and I'm like, Maya. There was a man in her fucking house like, you know, that's some that's when we're not in the mom's basement anymore. We're in the fucking house. So this oddly lit shot of her back pops up. It almost looks like it's from a different movie. And we see a male hand just like sort of grace her back right away. I'm going to say that there is a skin tag or something on her back that they didn't makeup or blur out and so you just sort of see a skin tag then a hand yeah and then it's just mike he's fixed the sink he says he had to save the guy who was drowning trying to take a bathroom selfie he's doing a little social media humor yeah um lucas and megan emerge from the living room he's laughing a bit too loud as he and megan approach whitney to say that he's leaving so that's what you're going to hear when this laugh starts it's absolutely absurd i can't tell if lucas and megan are having a kiki key key, if they're about to go fuck tomorrow <laughs> if i don't know what has happened if he's cut her in on the h2 almond deal but he's laughing a little too loud before he leaves 1922
5: to 2113 <laughs> 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 whitney I, I gotta get out of here i gotta shoot in the morning
4: okay well get All your right. beauty sleep.
5: <laughs> <laughs> not that you need it <laughs> <laughs> what's up man mike whitney's neighbor nice to meet you mike Um, so I'll see you soon
4: can't wait I'll walk you out
6: so I'm gonna assume he's a big Instagram guy
4: good assumption
5: hey "Hey, Whitney I love your content thanks Greg, I'm Greg actually could I get a selfie (laughs) Uh. (laughs) thank you so much this is perfect
4: I'm sorry, what's your handle? I don't think I know you.
5: Oh, I, uh, I came with someone, one of your guests. I'd love a follow-back, though.
4: Who'd you come with?
5: Um, Lucas. I came with him, and uh, I chilled with him most of the night.
4: Yeah, he already left. Did he? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Shoot. Well, um, I better catch up with them. You have a lovely home, Whitney.
4: I'm sorry, what was your handle again?
5: Why, are you going to give me a follow-back?
4: Yeah, sure any friend of lucas's is a friend of mine
5: (laughs) oh you're so funny whitney i'm so glad we're friends you're so pretty and your hairs hey man i need to chill out jesus relax
6: man i don't ever want to see you near her again you understand me get the hell out of here hi whitney you okay?
4: You're you're bleeding.
6: I'm fine. Are you all right?
1: Yeah, I'm fine. So, let's go over some stuff. First of all, Megan, I think is right away. I'm like, I kind of like her in this moment. Okay. She's see, she clocks the hand that Mike has on Whitney's back and is like, she's very you, observant. Excuse me, like, get, why the fuck is your arm around my sister like that? You're the she's, neighbor. But she's
2: the one that said if he's single.
1: She's regretting that already. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't realize how to heart Whitney take, takes things. Yeah. Okay. Now, that guy, that is like a Boston gay. He would never be interested in, like, he would never fangirl over Whitney. That was the moment I knew something he was, was wrong. Yeah, you could tell. He's us. a Martha's, like, we need a, a, Whitney would go along with someone who summers in Martha's Vineyard. The Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Like, that. she's like this, you know, sort of virginal, blonde, blah, mm-hmm. something, right? And less interesting because she's not from money, which I think is, like, usually the X factor in scenes like that. If you're going to, like, a preppy, pretty girl yeah. like that, she has to be from money. This man, I cannot imagine for a second. Like, if if that man walked into my party, I'd be like, oh, he's here for me, right? Yeah. That, that guy's here to stalk me because that, we're cool. each other's kind, right? But... If if I was Whitney and that man walked into my party, I'd be like, oh, this has to be a setup. That man is not interested in me. This man does not check my Instagram. Yeah, no. Like, right away, you kind of know your type right o- out there in the universe. Yeah. You can always find the person that's in you. But anyway, so this all went really fast. I will say that the fight scene is kind of hilarious because no, the guy threw up his elbow to Mike. And then all of a sudden, Mike just has him, like, nailed up against the wall. It was the most fake movie fighting I've ever seen. <laughs> Whitney asks Mike after if she thinks that she should call, the, if he thinks that she should call the police, but he says the guy won't bother her again. How does he know? He exactly. tells Whitney that he knows that all those karate moves because he was a chubby kid that got bullied a lot. Mm-hmm. So he went and learned karate and he became really obsessed with it. And she was like, Yeah, I would say you're obsessed with it. Like, probably went overboard. Mike offers to teach her a little bit of self defense. Is there some moves? This is very like in lieu of a, oh, you don't know how to shoot pool sort of thing. Where yeah, it's like, yeah, let, let, me let me come up behind you. Or and,
2: like when they're playing basketball at like an arcade, like,
1: mm-hmm. you know, here, no, you got to go like this with your wrist. I will give them like a slight props for the reinvention of the wheel on that one. Yeah, I, that's true. You know, because also Whitney played it like she didn't know it was going to get that flirty. When they like, there's so much chemistry in that scene. Oh, yeah. No, totally. I know. But at the same time, we have to I think that Whitney has to work for this character to work. She has to be naive. She has to be coming from a place where she doesn't realize he's hitting on her till. Oh, my God. Karate move. Your arms are around me. So she's like, hey, your nose is bleeding again because it was bleeding inside. He says, same thing that happened in middle school when I tried to talk to cute girls he tells Whitney that they had an amazing time at the party that night, and he'd love to help her so clean up tomorrow. But I didn't understand
2: when he says, like, oh, he gets a bloody nose when he talks to cute girls. Is that, like, a nervous thing?
1: I think that he was just being like, oh, like, this is why I don't get anywhere with girls. Oh, like, I'm always, were, like, okay. I'm always, like, bleeding on myself, like, you know, maybe, full of I, wet I, towels I, in my that pants part, from like, the... Maybe he
2: does cocaine, but I was like, it's a lifetime. They don't really dig it, hot, into drugs unless it's, like, pills.
1: Well, they do drugs, but it would just be a wild leap for this. I mean, I would love that would spice this movie the fuck up if she fell in love with some Boston cokehead pathological liar. But, like, unfortunately, it's much less interesting than that. (laughs) (laughs) It would be actually really exciting if this guy was doing coke. But, yeah, so he tells Whitney he had an amazing time that he'd love to help her come clean up tomorrow. So this is classic you know, when you see it, you're thrilled when it's happening to you. But then you look back and you're like, oh, my God, that was psycho. He's like, I'll help you clean up tomorrow. Or maybe we can have a bottle of wine for dinner or hang out or something after that. Uh, I might not live up to your L.A. standards, but I have pretty good taste. So he's like love bombing her off yeah. the bat. Like if he can't see her at lunch, he'll see her right. at dinner Anytime or after. Her, yeah. It, Name a place and he'll you have a half an hour. Like that's Just really give me a shot. Anytime. So um, she's like, you know what? I'd like that. Because that's always the response. Always the response. I'd like. It makes me sick. Mike has this wicked grin on his face as he walks off, which at the time looks hot. In retrospect, evil. But it's okay. It's I hot. mean, it's an. Well, he's an evil cutie. But I mean, wouldn't it be nice if that was sincere? But he's into her at least. Alvina, How. Yeah fucking low like literally that depressed me more than anything else you could have said to that he is not into her he's a psycho he likes spoiler her. alert you guys no he doesn't like her all right, well right we'll get into it <laughs> fuck I, that is that's actually gonna depress me for the rest of the podcast if you guys if i start crying in the next 10 <laughs> minutes that's just bookmark that so the next morning, um, Megan's picking up after the party, and she spots Mike's jacket on the chair, and she looks just fucking disgusted yes. when she picks up. She's like, oh. So I'm like, I know where she's going. She's going to go do that sister thing. Now, I want to say before this scene starts, I'm genuinely forgetful and clumsy. Like, all of these things that people say when they're like, oh, people only leave stuff behind oh, because no. they want to see you. I forget everything No, everywhere. I like... I've left things at people's houses Wallets, for years, keys, you, jackets, shoes. There's probably three people listening to this who have individual pairs of my glasses at their home and have not can, like brought that to my attention. Like I have left so many things at so Me many too. people's houses over my life without any, uh, sometimes well, most of the time hoping not to see them again. My sister has a I can't say in I get, a
2: closet at her house of just stuff that I forget every time I'm over.
1: Right. So I will say that this is like one of the things that I don't love as a generalization, but I do love in this scene as a sister. And two, just like I'm clumsy, and so a lot of times people like assume that you're doing it for like attention, or you can't possibly be that clumsy, or like there, there's something wrong with you. What do
2: you think he's gonna be like?
1: Oh, my jacket. Yeah. No. So let's go to this clip: twenty-four fifteen to twenty-five forty-seven. A confrontation.
6: Oh, I thought...
3: It'd be Whitney.
6: Yeah. yeah.
3: Done the whole leave-behind move. Plenty of times when I wanted to see somebody the next day.
6: Thanks. I, uh... You don't
3: need to explain anything. I get it. I mean, Whitney's awesome.
6: Yeah. She's definitely something.
3: All right, well, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. Whitney means everything to me, so...
6: So you wanted to come over and make sure that I wasn't a jerk?
3: I was going to say closet creep, but... Seriously, my sister, her line of work invites a lot of strangers into her life. I mean, she's had to deal with some legit weirdos. And she might act like it doesn't bother her, but it does. So I want to make sure that she's not going to get hurt offline.
6: Well, I won't be hurting anyone.
3: Well, what about the guy last night?
6: Well, you want me to apologize for protecting your sister
3: no i just want you to make sure it's not a common occurrence
6: i can promise you it won't be look i understand that you want to protect your sister and if i've done anything to upset her or you it was not my intention you haven't i'm sorry
3: i just want my sister to be happy
6: you can agree on that
1: You know, I'm such a fucking idiot. I just put together something huge. What? She's supposed to be Jessica Chastain in The Fighter. I don't know who that is, but okay. The Fighter, the movie about the boxer in Boston and all the white okay. trash okay. Lowell, yeah. Massachusetts. Because if you notice, they always have black eyeliner Dope sick on love. What? They yeah. always have black eyeliner. So that's, yes. And by the way... There's nothing wrong with that. I love a little fucking up, uptown, downtown eyeliner, okay? Like, I used to, my mom would be like, go back upstairs and put your eyeliner on. It brings out your eyes. It's pretty with, when you put your eyeliner on, okay? So, we have to, I have to really give props to this because I had a whole emotional renaissance while we were re- watching this clip. I think that it was actually a very powerful choice that they decided to not have any of these actors attempt Boston accents because I yeah. they're just giving a nod to it. But she really can. The actress who plays Megan really can because she does Boston movies. I mean, if she was in Ted, I'm pretty sure she can do a good Boston accent. I feel like that's a defining hiring quality. And she's from Marblehead, you know? So anyway. So, okay, this is my question. Oh, okay. Ask me your question.
2: Well, I'm trying to figure out. So, okay, that's their childhood home they moved back into. Mm Mm-hmm. How do they not know more people if that's their hometown? That's what I'm a bit confused about. If the sister's there, it's like, wouldn't they know who this guy is across the street? Like, if they grew up there, like, that's their hometown. Like, I know the people who live across the street for me growing up.
1: Yeah, this was a huge problem with this movie. Especially because in Boston, like, you have neighbors. Like, you know everyone who lives on the street. Do you know for- your neighbors? not in LA. Oh, I mean, I know his name's Mike and his wife's name is Jessica, but like that's literally it. All I know is And Mike. now you have everything you need to know to kill me. But like when you were growing up in a neighborhood, right? You knew, yeah. oh, Mr. and Mrs. Donahue, yeah, yeah. John and Mary Donahue. Like so yeah. and so and so and so. Cuz I was like, like super you nosy, so I wanted to name. know.
2: I knew everything about all my neighbors.
1: But also like didn't your parents just like refer to them conversationally? Like for me it was hard mm. to believe that there could be a street, a suburban Boston street where these two sisters lived and grew up with their parents and they didn't know the family across the street. Like, that would be my first question. You know
2: the kids. Like, I grew up in California, so it's a little bit different. Like, our relationship with our neighbors. Like, we don't have block parties and everyone hangs out. Like, that whole vibe. But if they had kids, we knew who they were because whether they were our friends or not, we probably went to school with them or they went to... I grew up in a small town in California, too, like an hour and a out, half outside of LA. You went to
1: church together. You went to Some, after
2: school you would or something. Know, so, somebody yeah. would know somebody, you know? Yeah. So the fact that they don't know this guy and they don't, like, ever be like, oh, I just, it. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, you're right. That was a huge flaw in the movie that sat with me the whole time because that was the main realistic flaw with this. Yeah. Can I also say that there was another little Lifetime movie slash bad movie trope in this movie where the guy who met Her sister, 24 hours ago, is standing there telling her that they both have her best interest in mind. He's like, well, don't worry. I've got Whitney's best interest in mind. She's like, good, because I have her best interest in mind. He's like, and I as well have her. And I'm like, you guys don't even like what I would never. I'd be like, excuse me. This is where I get real tripped up with people because sometimes I'm like, no, 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 no. You are taking the order of human relationships wildly out of order and then comparing the two. Like, that's insane. That's like saying your mom cares about you as much as your second cousin. Like, it's just not.
2: Like, I would never even go to my brother-in-law, who has been with my sister since I was 13, to say, do you have best interests in mine? I have her best interests. Like, no, like. That's really, like, aggressive to be the younger sister to be like, I'm watching her back because she's had a stalker.
1: Well, it's also a little keys to the store, as I refer to it, where I'm like, if you're so concerned about your sister's safety, why are you basically going over there and giving him a playbook on how to get to her? Because, like, essentially... She's like, you can wear my sister down to basically nothing by just like showing up and taking pictures in her general area and freaking her out. And like you have complete access to do all of that through the bedroom windows. Like, you know what I mean? Like she basically just gave him the keys to the store. Like he's going to shake that house down. There's not going to be anything left. You know, it's real fucked up. So when he's eating her cereal, when. Megan comes back home and Megan's like, yeah, I just uh, was returning Mike's jacket that he left. And Whitney's mad that her sister did the whole interrogation speech. And she says that she did it out of love. And she goes, well, plenty of people do awful things out of love. Is that what she, is that where she's making her money? The quotes? Oh, maybe
2: she's a, one of those um, poets, the Instagram poets. I think that could be it. Maybe that's when he says, I love your content. You know, Lucas said that in the scene when he set left. Mm-hmm. You know
1: who would love an inspirational quote on Instagram? You, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> no, I'm saying like I'm saying that I think yeah. that this character was like based off of him. I I'm just getting to, take... the energy is yeah. so similar, where yeah, it's just you. like a little showman. y Like mm-hmm. you're getting a little bit of a showman. Yeah. You're getting a little bit of like justified cockiness. Then you're getting a little layer of cockiness where I'm like, you're going a little out of control here. Um, like mid 30s. I think they're. No, no. I would say that they're probably supposed to be more like 25. Well. No, I know. They don't look 25, especially by L. That's not a- That's an L.A. 35. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, and she came from L.A., so I
2: assume like, oh, she's like L.A. And Lucas seems old like 39
1: can i give you a little homework assignment Mm -hmm. i want you to take all of the men that you've named that look like him the the three of us that have brainstormed but mostly you you're coming out of the woodwork with some like real dark horses actually like where i'm like whoa that does kind of look like him the fuck we're gonna compile a little collage when this movie goes up and be like You know, this is a combination of all these bays. Do people still still say bay? Is that social media trending? You know what? I don't. I haven't seen bay on TikTok. Is bay trending?
2: I haven't seen it on TikTok, so I don't think the kids use it anymore.
1: Adderall was trending today. Hmm. Our president apparently blows lines of it. Hmm. But you know, and then in the Adderall community, they're all upset because they're saying, "Hey, I'm genuinely prescribed Adderall. Don't put that on me." And to them, I say, dog, we are not invalidating your situation with drugs. That is by your doctor's discretion. OK, what we are saying is that I think Donald's taken some 30 milligram concertas oh. and shoving them up his nose with a faulty prescription. I mean, does Trump really give you ADD vibes or like. Coked out panicked vibes. Because I see coked out panic. Honestly,
2: he's just there's gonna he's just old and he just reminds me of an old dude that like I have so many I know so many old people that talk well, just but like Well the dementia
1: him. doesn't help anything. Yeah, like they just he just talks like an old man that just I am just gonna say, does it seem like a fidget spinner would cure what's going on with no, Donald Trump? No, it's <laughs> <Would> that <laughs> pacify <laughs> if we got I do not think so. A fucking fidget should spinner. Should we have
2: him doing um His speeches. Like, have you seen the other ADD things that they add in the classroom? So they put like. Wait, you
1: were the one who told me I have ADD wait, we haven't even talked about this. Cause we, I, you were the one who sent me the brain doctor link. And so <laughs> you were like, I want to go to him. It was like at four o'clock in the morning. I was like, so like, I was so upset too, because I was awake. Like I I'm always awake. Too. No, it was like, it was only 1am, but late. like, and then it started to get late. Cause we talked about the brain doctor for like two hours, sort of on and off yeah. as we were both reading the website. And you said to me, like, I think I have ADD. And I was like, oh, yeah, people always said I have ADD, but I don't think I have it. And you were like, no, there's six types. And you and I have the same Same one, which is that, like, I've always thought, oh, I'm hyper-focused. I don't have ADD. Like, I'm, like, so zoned in on one thing. No, it's the, uh, the, I found out that it's actually not normal to scream at people when they interrupt you when you're typing (laughs) on your phone. Because I'm like, you ruined my train of thought. What the fuck? Like, you ruined my thought. like fucking the uh, uh, ADD that has aggression in it? (laughs) <laughs> well, I also have misophonia, so I'm just also a sensitive ass bitch. Like oh, okay. my whole body is just like don't disrupt. Like, <laughs> leave me be. I'm just trying to like fucking think and type out my sentences without you talking. So you've never been like as a child you weren't diagnosed As a with child 80, they, 80. as a child, they put me on Ritalin for a while, oh. and they, a didn't work because I. Well, one, I didn't know I was on medication. Oh, did like, your mom like I, smash
2: it up in your like bananas? No,
1: like I knew I was on medication. I just wasn't told what it was for. So I started to take it. And then um, after a couple of weeks, my mom was like, she's acting weird. My mom was like, Molly, do you feel weird? I'm like, well, no. But when I get up out of my butterfly chair from reading, I I feel really dizzy for like minutes. And she was like, OK. And that was like, <laughs> when I look back, that's like so sweet. <laughs> That I like didn't know I was speeding out of my brain. And I'm that's, like trying to read in my butterfly chair, and I get out. That's I'm so like funny. nine you years know my, old. You know my fucking cat on my lap. Like, Whoa, I'm on fucking oh speed. God. But so then I went off of it. My mom just started giving me coffee in the morning. So. My mom's, AD,
2: my mom's ADHD, she was diagnosed with it. And I was diagnosed with it too, but my mom's like never been about the medication or anything like that. So she'd be like, you're going to sit there and do your homework. And I just couldn't do it. I would just like space out. I was a terrible student in school. Like I'm surprised I even graduated. Like, I just could never focus. I can't
1: space out at school, though. Oh, I do. I can I was like, see, that's where I wonder if we're... We're not the same, then. We're not the same. We're not the same. You know what it is? But there's six different types, which I'm illuminated to because of you.
2: Well, because my friend went to that brain doctor.
1: Yeah, so I want to get my brain scanned for my PTSD at the same doctor where Ariana Grande got her brain scanned. Mm And I asked Alvina, because I was like, well, if there's one person who knows young people... and and the things that they know about, it's Alvina. So I was like, hey, who's Ariana Grande's brain doctor? And you were like, I can figure it out. And you got back to me like like a little bit later, but then you followed up with me at like 1 a.m. with this link. (laughs) Like, and I... Was up reading Reddit, like not proud of it, but it's how I like to spend a night. Sometimes it was like literally a Saturday night too. I know how pathetic. And you're, but like also, <laughs> what are days of the week? Yeah. I actually am so comfortable with the idea that like the whole calendar is fake. Like it doesn't mean anything. Like it really doesn't. Oh, like really? who says I live on that time? <laughs> Dead ass. Like yep. I would from day to day, from week to week. Like who says? I no one. I, no one says. Yeah, you're right. It's a construct. Um So. You, we were texting and, um, yeah, you reminded me, you're like, Hey, check out this brain doctor. Like, I have six different types of ADD, like, four different types of PTSD, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Okay, yeah, I'm in. And once you're reading about brains, you mm-hmm. know, and talking with your friend about brains and finding out that, like, oh, Uh, When I yell at people because I'm on my computer, it's because I'm ADD. Oh, I didn't know. Um, So, yeah, just just FYI, I'm not slandering ADD. I I am very much a participant in the community, it turns out. Oh, and I'm all for, you know, Adderall and all of that. Like, no, I'm severely mentally ill. You know, um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's okay. That's fine. No, I think we all are. I'm as mentally ill as the next person. Trust me, we're in a wee work. That's what I said to you earlier. Everyone here's fucking crazy. Like and how dare you look at me like I'm the crazy person. We're in a wee work. Like the <laughs> no. owner of this had to like be like sent off into aren't the ocean they, at Bonnaroo. They, because Aren't they, they gonna WeWork. close them? I don't know. Oh. I'm just saying I'm gonna beat everyone here up if they fight me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so Whitney is like you're kind of annoying but you're also a really good sister. She promises to text Megan at work if Mike does anything weird. We see the stalker in his layer leaving comments on Whitney's page. She writes, "Leave me alone, Greg." Who the fuck is Oh wait, oh Greg's the gay guy from the party.
2: Yes, okay, but then if you notice she posted him it wasn't even a story. It was on a feed. She posted on her feed her and this guy. Like, what kind of brand do you have that you're already throwing up a dude on your feed? Like, what are you trying to create the next ace family over here? What's your plan?
1: Uh-huh, the ace family. Maybe that's what she's trying to do. Let's see if we have time to get into the ace family and part two of this, because I would love to do a little ace family drama if we can speed this up. Okay. Oh, and also that's the other thing that I should just say is that Instagram in this movie, the comments work in real time. It's like a chat room. Yeah. Okay, so Megan's at her job at this insurance agency. I like that she has a nice little realistic job. She's Googling Mike Vincent. Her boss asked for some paperwork for a policy. She's like, I'll have it right over. So
2: she works at an insurance
1: company. Yeah, she works a desk. She's like a Receptors. assistant. Okay. I think she's an assistant to that guy. So she's like, I'll have a right over. But she keeps looking for Mike. She's having a really hard time finding him anywhere on social media. She's doing all the different combinations of location, different last names, whatever. Whitney's editing a vlog when she gets a call from Maya. Maya tells her that she's on with Lucas for dinner at 5 p.m. tonight, which, by the way, this is a huge flaw in this movie.
2: I know exactly. I don't know if we're going to say the same thing when she's on FaceTime with Maya, right?
1: He- no, I'm saying that a huge problem in this movie is that she meets Mike later at 4 p.m. Oh, well. But she has a 5 p.m. dinner. So I was like, Is she doing LA time 5 p.m. and she has an 8 p.m. with Lucas, or was she only hanging out with the dude for 20 minutes? Right, but like it's
2: Boston. There's traffic. to go. There's places.
1: no. Well, no, just across. The str- oh yeah. Well, first of all, yeah, wherever there's traffic going. wherever but- she's
2: going. But okay, well, she was facetiming you her can manager. Take the train. The biggest thing is the monitor did not have a camera. So how would she be FaceTiming?
1: Oh, I didn't even I have that, that monitor.
2: That's my second monitor in my office. There is no camera to FaceTime. I'm like, she's not or Skyping or whatever she was doing. There's no camera. On that's it. a
1: really good point. There's no camera on that Dell monitor. The fuck. Whitney's like, you know what, Maya? I'm not sure I'm 100% on board with the proposal. Maya's like, look, as your manager, I want you to take the deal. As your friend, I'm telling you to give your manager a bigger cut. And then she takes a big sip out of a coffee mug, which I have a huge issue with lately because I feel like anytime anyone wants to do a lazy writing point, they mm-hmm. just have someone sip tea.
2: Okay. So, one... A manager would never, like, I would never be like, oh, well, you need to give me a larger cut as a joke. That's like. It's also a a legal thing, right? That's a business thing. That's like, a. hey, we're going to sit down and talk about commissions and rates and things like that. That's not just like a joke you throw But like, there's
1: no, you can't flex on a manager fee, right? Like, it's a 10% universal fee, right? It's usually 20.
2: The music it's 20.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not paying 20%. Okay.
2: Well, (laughs) Well, it depends, you know. Music space, we're a lot more hands on than like a theatrical. I manager. thought
1: managers were 10%, 10%? across the board. No. no. And no, branding agents are 15 I mean, I know Jake Paul did 25%, but I mean, he makes his own rules, okay? But business people, it's
2: usually, it depends on the level you not are. I'm trying to
1: compete with Jake Paul over here. If I'm you're just managing trying to be Mariah in Carey, the writer's guild, Madonna,
2: that's 5% they'll give you if you're lucky. But if it's a developing artist, someone that you found, created, or someone. No. 20%. No. Yes.
1: Madonna is repped by one of the big three. She's a WME or CAA yeah. or something. She's not She's not negotiating on a rate. At all of those big agencies, it's but, 10%. But those are for agents. Agents, can, but
2: managers make their own rules. So managers can be anywhere.
1: Oh, that's the Jake Paul of it all. Yeah, as a
2: manager. Agents can only take 10%. Managers, you can do what you want. I've heard of managers taking 50%. It's insane
1: but it happens. Oh, like Lou Pearlman.
2: No, he was a member of the band that was different.
1: I know that was sick, right? Yeah. Yeah, guys, Backstreet Boys a collective. They were a collective with Lou Pearlman as the sixth member. And they were all like a bunch of fucking teenagers doing all the legwork. The way that he ran his business, if you haven't seen it, what's the yeah, documentary the, on YouTube? Which, there's a couple the pop star project. Yeah. It's with Lance Bass. Yeah,
2: yeah, I've seen it. I've seen the Backstreet Boy one. I've seen all
1: of It goes into his like, the one that Lance Bass made for YouTube is really, really good, and it kind of goes over his business model if you just want yeah. a little, while we're here talking yeah. about the web, um, <laughs> check out that on YouTube.com. Okay,
2: but also can we talk about how bad of a manager Maya is? Yeah. She didn't even, like, talk to her client. She's like, well, I want you to do it. It wasn't like, hey, these, this is why you're going to do it, because we're going to work partner you with this brand. Like, there was no strategy about her Working with this She's brand like, besides after she- you
1: work with Lucas on H two Almond, we're gonna set you up with the connections at the H two Almond agency yeah, or like- where they have a lot of makeup products and we can well, get you in to do a campaign. Ex- exactly. Like you gotta you gotta make the dream. She was you just about getting a bag. Mm-hmm. That was it. She just wanted a quick bag. Fire yeah. her. You think that was gonna happen? She just should fire her. Oh wait, you think Maya wanted a quick bag,
2: and yeah, so Whitney a, yeah. should
1: fire her? Yeah, she just wanted a quick bag. There was no building; it was just about getting that quick bag. With oh, uh, I thought you were saying like Maya was trying to get that H two almond money and then split. No, no, she Whitney. just wanted a quick bag. Like she's like, do it, but why? Um, True. There's that. So Whitney checks out the video, and sure enough, there is a shoulder or something in the door frame. So that's weird. There's someone in the house. Whitney tells her that she has to go to the door. It's the mailman. He has a package for her. He goes through the mail. She goes through the mail and she sees one of the letters is for Kathy Edwards. She knocks on Mike's door and he answers shirtless. He said he just got out of the shower, which I was dying about as I was leaving my house because I was listening to the end of this scene and I was like, can you imagine, because, like, the guy from the gas company came today, like, can you imagine if I went tits out to the front door and answered it and was like, sorry, I just got out of the shower. Like, that could, like, I'm done with hot guys just coming out of the shower. Like, I'm not fucking. But he had stupid. time to put on
2: jeans, not basketball shorts. It was jeans.
1: Right. But, like, also, can you imagine if I opened up my door and my fucking tits were out and I just had like a towel wrapped around my waist? <laughs> <laughs> and I said to the man who worked for the gas company, sorry, I just got out of the shower. I mean, I know technically, yeah. like, we fight for that, right? Like, you know, you can go mm-hmm. to help us in New York, male or female now. We stand. But at the same time, I would be looked at like an animal. Yeah. And also I would feel very exposed. I'm not comfortable with myself like that. I'm not a naked person. No, me neither. I hate seeing naked people. Okay, so anyway, he is a naked person, though. And she goes, hey, but Mike, I thought your last name was Vincent, not Edwards. And he says that his mom took his stepdad's maiden name when mm-hmm. they got married. Mm-hmm. And Whitney waves to Kathy, who is very vegged out ever in at the work? kitchen. He works
2: at a hardware store. It's like middle of the day. She goes knocks on the door. He's home. He's available 24-7.
1: I think that he, does, he did say or maybe set up that he, like, works there part-time oh. for, like, special events or something. Oh. But... I mean, my, yes, my immediate impulse is to be like, you're living off your dead okay. dad's money, right? And like, don't they have, like, text messaging? Couldn't she? Oh, no, because he, ha- he doesn't
2: do the social media he thing. He has a flip phone. He has a trap so, phone.
1: So Whitney says she has <laughs> to go home and finish a video. He offers to stop by later. She's like, four is cool for me. So at 3.59, the doorbell rings, and she's like, oh, you're very punctual. Mm. And he says, well, I didn't want to miss a moment of seeing you. Something that would get a very young and naive me, very love drunk. If a guy said that to me at this point in my life, I'd be like, I'm, I don't want to go. Like, I would literally be like, I don't know. I can already tell that something's off, right? But this man is like, I don't want to miss a moment of seeing you. And he's got that, like, spicy see, Leo energy. That, that's just those, it's the eyes. Yeah, he's got that thing that will end you up on snapped, is what I'm saying. So she tells him that she forgot how much she missed Boston until she moved back. Let's play this scene uh thirty-two twenty-eight to thirty-five twenty-four. I forgot how beautiful this place is.
4: Mm. I didn't realize how much I missed it until I moved back. I told you I grew up here, right?
6: Yeah. I already knew that though.
4: You did? What are you, internet stalking me? (laughs) Maybe.
6: No, I told you I'm social media illiterate. You don't remember me, do you? We went to high school together.
4: We did? (laughs) I'm sorry. It's
6: okay. It's okay. We didn't really run in the same social circles. You were always so popular.
4: Why didn't you tell me sooner?
6: It's embarrassing. I mean, a small part of me was hoping that you'd remember who I was, but uh, I was kind of a geek back then. So if you didn't remember, maybe that was a good thing.
4: Mike, I don't care about that stuff. Everybody had their awkward teen years.
6: You didn't. You were always perfect. If I'm being honest, I kind of had a huge crush on you back then. You did? Can I ask what really brought you back home?
4: Honestly, I just needed to get out of L.A. In my line of work, it's easy to get sucked into that whole fake persona. You know, you can't tell if people are trying to actually be your friend or if they just want more followers. Mm. But here it's real, you know? And then my parents... I don't know, I just felt guilty that I wasn't here when they died. And there was this big part of me missing here, and I felt like if I didn't come back, we just disappeared.
6: I'm sorry, Whitney. It's
4: okay. I mean, you know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Well, with your mom, when you moved in with your mom?
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, that was my stepdad, though, so we weren't really that close. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the mood down.
4: No, it's okay. It's nice to talk to someone about this. Not a lot of people see this part of me.
0: Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, But more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.